ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. Family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 514, if you will where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story, non-fiction story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 6 verses 1 through 13. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you. Hopefully we all praise you and thank you for your holy word. And grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel. Save those who don't know your Savior. Revive those who do. And help us to glorify your name and to lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, And it came to pass in the 480th year, 1 Kings chapter 6, 1 through 13, is where we are. And it came to pass in the 480th year, after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt. In the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month Ziph, which is the second month, that he began to build the house of the Lord. And the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, the length thereof was three score cubits, 
and the breadth thereof 20 cubits, and the height thereof 30 cubits. And the porch before the temple of the house, 20 cubits, was the length thereof, according to the breadth of the house, the breadth of the house, and 10 cubits was the breadth thereof before the house. And for the house he made windows of narrow lights, and against the wall of the house he built chambers round about against the walls of the house round about both of the temple and of the oracle and he made chambers round about the nethermost chamber was five cubits broad and the middle was six cubits broad and the third was seven cubits broad for without in the wall of the house he made narrow, narrowed rests round about that the beams should not be fastened in the walls of the house. And the house when it was in building was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. The door for the middle chamber was in the right side of the house, and they went up with winding stairs into the middle chamber and out of the middle into the third. So he built the house and finished it, and covered the house with beams and boards of cedar. And then he built chambers against all the house, five cubits high, and they rested on the house with timber of cedar. And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house which thou art in building, if thou wilt walk in my statutes, and execute my judgments, and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then will I perform my word with thee, which I spake unto David thy father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will not forsake my people Israel. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, as always, I am moved by your Holy Word and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for this time around your Holy Word and with your Holy Word. And help us to do what you said. Help us to obey your commandments. For Lord Jesus Christ, you said, If you love me, keep my commandments. And this is such a powerful thing. And uh, I thank you for driving me and leading me to emphasize this with people all over the world because it is so important in this day and time. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray and for our sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes. And yes, even foes in the family. 
and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International. Uh, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 961, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it, the understanding of it, based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. Uh, My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Uh, Dear friends, the aim of this podcast therefore is that through the simple reading of the word of God and the giving of the sense of it It is my humble prayer to the Lord that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened. And that millions would come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And I feel like saying also tonight, or rather today, their friend, the greatest friend in the world is Jesus Christ. There's a hymn that says, There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. And that is so true. Uh, And so my prayer also is that everybody would escape the wrath of God that is coming and uh, that everybody would come to know Jesus Christ as Savior by believing his words. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, my beloved, we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Let's pray. Holy Father God, save those who don't know you, revive those who do, Thank you for the privilege and the power and the peace of prayer. Thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And thank you for your holy word. Give us your energy and your strength, your mind and your heart. Lord, to read your holy word, to comprehend it, to understand it, to love it more, to cherish it more, to obey it more, not just to get more knowledge and then get puffed up, but to get more knowledge and actually use it to help others by helping them uh, out of the fire. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen.
Today, dear friends, we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? My, my, my. Brothers and sisters and ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. depending upon the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, with some help from Dr. Matthew Henry. Corrupt practices are the fruit of corrupt principles, are the fruit, if I may add, of a corrupt heart and mind. And he who is false to his God will not be true to his fellow mortals. By the way, this is why we say that if a man breaks his vows to his wife, then uh, uh, who are we uh, for him not to break his word to us? And if he breaks his vows to God, really, because he makes the vows to God, and uh, um, and if a man breaks his vows to God, or a woman breaks her vows to God, we better watch out. In contempt of the marriage covenant which God instituted, the Jews put away the wives they had of their own nation, probably to make room for strange wives, strange women, they made their lives bitter to them, uh, yet in the sight of others they pretend to be tender of them, like so many uh, pastors and preachers and so-called leaders in the church today. Uh, yet in the sight of others they pretend to be tender of them. Consider she is thy wife, thy own, the nearest relation thou hast in the world. The wife is to be looked on, not as a servant, but as a companion to the husband. Uh, there is an oath of God between them, which is not to be trifled with in God's sight. Uh, man and wife should continue to their lives' end in holy love and peace. That's how God wants it, and that's how it ought to be. Did not God make one, one Eve for one Adam? Yet God could have made another Eve if he wanted to, and that's a deep statement, by the way. I know I have never thought about that. Wherefore did he make but one woman for one man? It was that the children might be made a seed to serve him. Go ahead, Dr. Matthew Henry. Go ahead. That's all right. It was that the children might be made a seed to serve him. By the way, this is why I believe contrary to the American way, contrary to the sociologists and the, and the social workers and the counselors of the day who do not use the Bible as a guiding light. That's why I've been saying for years, yes, my beloved, the children are worth staying together for. And number two, 
I have said for years, the reason why uh, so many divorced people catch hell when they divorce and mess over the children that God gave them and break their hearts with their selfish foolishness. Bad things happen, and bad things have happened. Because God hates divorce, and he has a way of punishing people who don't keep their vows to him. God is nobody to trifle with. God is nobody to play with. I've seen God take children home to help get your attention. And I guarantee you, they they get back together real quick, no matter who they're fooling with. Uh, they, they're going to be at their funeral. Do not play with God. I've seen God allow children to go missing because their parents divorced and broke the, the children's hearts, irreparable damage to their hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. And, and they have not found the children yet. They don't know if the, the children are dead or alive. It was that the children, Matthew Henry continues, might be made a seed to serve him. Husbands and wives must live in the fear of God that their seed may be a godly seed. They must bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The God of Israel saith that he hateth putting away that is, he hateth adultery. I mean, he, he hateth divorce. And oftentimes adultery go um, uh, comes before divorce. Uh, I guess that's the reason why that was in my mind. But right now, God is talking about divorce. He, he hates it. Those who would be kept from sin must take heed to their spirits. For there all sin begins in their spirits, in their hearts, in their minds. Men will find that their wrong conduct in their families springs from selfishness, which disregards the welfare and happiness of others. When opposed to their own passions and fancies, it is wearisome to God to hear people justify themselves in wicked practices. Those who think God can be a friend to sin affront him. You, 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 uh, you affront him. You, you offend him. If you think that He's going to be a part of your evil and your sin and your putting away and your divorce and uh, destroying the lives of your children that he blessed, he blessed you with. And see, as I've always said, when your child dies out of that or is missing out of that, <clears throat> there's no pain in God's heart. Because he has the child, and he knows where the child is. If you will, the child could be sitting on his lap. But you're the one that's suffering great pain, down to the ground pain, the pain that makes you, that, that causes you to fall down to the ground, that knocks you down, and you can't get up. And deceive themselves. You deceive yourself when you play with God like that. God is nobody to play with. The scoffer said, Where is the God of judgment? 
but the day of the Lord will come. You can rest assured. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, thank you so much for this severe reminder. And help us all to take heed to your holy word. And help us not to vow if we're not going to keep our vows to you. Because you uh, do not play. And uh, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that especially people who are Christians, who claim to be Christians, and others as well, to take uh, this passage and this teaching very seriously. And we pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray and for his sake. Amen. All right, folks, we're moving over to the family segment of our service, our devotional service standing between the living and the dead. We spent three days dealing with what God said to parents, especially fathers. Three days dealing with what God commanded children to do. Uh, Three days with what God told fathers, I mean husbands to do, commanded husbands to do, and three days with what God commanded wives to do. And if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live, we're going to spend three days uh, in dealing with what God has commanded us to do to keep the devil out of our personal lives, out of our families, and out of the church. We're at Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I believe that God led Paul to emphasize the word stand and withstand and against uh, similar to how Jesus warn his disciples uh, to watch and pray uh, for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. And that's, that's the mindset we need to have regarding this because God is saying that if you don't do what I tell you here, uh, basically, uh, you can fall down flat on your face as a child of God for Thousands have, thousands have, even in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane that night, the disciples just, they, they, they fell, uh, fell asleep, and then uh, they forsook their Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ, after spending three and a half years at the Jesus Christ University. And uh, no wonder Jesus Christ told them to watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And sure enough, uh, they forsook Jesus. Only John was at the cross and his mother and her uh, friends. 
So do not take this lightly. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the strategies, the attacks of the devil. And I have said it before and I'm going to say it again. I believe that uh, God had had it arranged for this passage to be connected to the family versus proper. Because I believe that most Christian marriages have been destroyed directly by the devil working through and working on the husband and the wife. And I believe that there are thousands upon thousands of families that are families that are at home, the Adams family, it's a horror show, and then they are the Brady Bunch in church. They're hypocrites, they're phonies, and they're fakes. They spend more time faking to be happy than living as happy people, cheerful and joyful people. And all of that damnable foolishness needs to cease in the church. And, and, and another article came out today. Uh, here are some skills, they said, to have a happy marriage and family. We don't need, you know, we don't need skills. We don't need keys. We don't need three keys or four keys uh, or tools, five tools to better communicate with your spouse and all of that foolishness. We need to read this passage that I have been reading uh, to you and with you, which some of you hate, for over two years straight. And And the passage that I have read with my own wife and family for 34 years. And here's what you need to do. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's verse 12, and you need to understand that, because if you don't understand this passage, let me repeat it. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In your family life, all of those strange things that happen. The devil is behind it. You don't need to look at the television station that talks about and shows you doors opening and all that. They can make that happen. Uh, But the devil is doing some things in and through your spouse and even in and through your teenagers or young adults. By the way, it came out today, and I thank God that uh, I'm not experiencing this. Uh, I thank God that my oldest three children who have left have not come back uh, in the sense, I mean, to stay. Uh, and, uh, and I am not supporting them. In fact, I'm, I'm thankful to God that the Lord blessed me to raise my children in such a way uh, that they are supporting me and helping me, and that's a beautiful thing. And, and they're being, and they are being blessed. So, uh, but what's happening in is today? Uh, over half of parents are still supporting their children. These things are not so to be. Anyway, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil is the greatest instigator in the world, and he is going to pick and instigate stuff through your spouse and keep on picking and picking and picking until eventually you hate each other and you're going to get a divorce. He does that. 
And you and, and if you don't understand this verse right here, verse 12, you're going to forget about the devil behind your spouse who's picking, 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 and you're going to focus on them. And that's the problem. If you don't understand this, your marriage is in trouble, and it will be in trouble until it ends. If you want to keep it in the flesh and blood realm, you, you're going to have a problem, son and daughter. You can bank on that because you're going to hate each other eventually. And if you don't have God's agape love rolling inside your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and you don't have this knowledge right here that I'm trying to impart to you, you're not going to think the devil is the one behind it. You're going to think she's the one behind it, and, and, and she's going to think you're the one behind it, and the teenagers are going to think you're the one behind it, and uh, the young adults are going to think you're the one behind it, and you're going to think they're the one behind it. So, um, you need to understand that. And if you, and, 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 if, and then if you don't have, if you're not praying without ceasing, you're not going to, you're not going to understand that. Dr. Thomas Constable said earlier, Paul urged the strengthening and growth of the body of Christ. Now he explained the need for this. The body is at war with, with a spiritual enemy. Your family is at war with a spiritual invisible enemy. We do not just just walk, but we also war. You need to understand that. You, you are like Zelensky. He, he didn't ask for a war, but he got one. And you can fold and fall out and quit and cry, or you can fight. Uh, I suggest that you fight. Dr. Warren Rosby said, sooner or later every believer discovers that the Christian life is a battleground. This is not a playground. You prosper the gospel uh, people. <clears throat> I was getting ready to call you liars, but I didn't feel like it today. I didn't feel like being that rough. Not a playground, and that he faces an enemy who is much stronger than he is apart from the Lord. To be strong in the Lord, the Christian, the Christian husband, the Christian wife, the Christian young adult, the Christian teenager, and children must put on the full armor, the whole armor. That is God's. He supplies it for the believer. And we'll leave it at that for today. Now let's pray for other families and other people. And don't go away. Don't go away now because this is the most important part. Uh, I mean, or this is just as important as the teaching and the preaching and everything else. Prayer is where the power is. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the salvation of all families that do not know you as Savior. We pray for the revival of all families that do know you as Savior all around the world and help them to apply your Holy Word to their lives. We also 
pray, Lord, today for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving all around the world. We pray, Lord, that you would have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Jesus Christ. But yet we have disobeyed your great commandment. And we have disobeyed your great commission. Help us to repent. Uh, And for those of us who are saved and fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit and the boldness of your Holy Spirit, to tell the world about you and that, and, and not to be ashamed. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, today to pass out gospel pamphlets, gospel tracts in this time of the coronavirus plague. And we thank you for blessing us to do this for over, uh, in my case, 40 two years and as a family of over 34 years. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray uh, for all government officials government ministers from the President of the United States all the way down uh, the chain of command and around the globe all the way to Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem tonight, uh, or rather today. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the salvation of those who are in the ministry of government. We pray for the revival of those who are saved in the ministry of government. We pray, Lord, for, uh, we pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of the people who are in the ministry of government and who have that problem. We pray that you would take these folks by their hands and truly lead them and guide them and direct them in the way that you want them to go. In leading their respective governments. And we thank you for them. And Holy Father God, we also pray that you would protect all of your Christian people who are being persecuted, like my friend Raphael, uh, who works at a certain place that I cannot name, and uh, one of the best places to work in this nation, but yet he has been persecuted as a Christian and he's 71 years old. And he poured out on the job, poured his heart out to me today. I hadn't seen him in over two years due due to the coronavirus plague. And he is being persecuted for his faith. We thank you, Lord, that his boss is a Christian who stood up for him. And he's the only one out of all of the people who did not get sick. Lord, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for his testimony. But Lord, protect all of your Christian people. Every last one of them are under the gun, under persecution in America and around the globe. It is the strangest thing, but it's real. And Lord, I pray that you would protect us all from constant satanic attack, constant persecution, constant watching as Spurgeon warned us as well in his devotionals 
and in the treasury of David. We thank you for those wonderful devotional one uh, devotional uh, um, warnings and uh, very helpful. We thank you, Lord, for that. They're very helpful. And so protect your people, provide for your people, deliver your people in Nigeria, in China, in the Philippines, in Kenya, all around the world. And in America, Lord, prepare us for our day. Prepare us, Lord, and grant us your grace for our trying hours and our dying hours. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now for the millions of people, as we've already prayed for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague now, Another plague is brewing with uh, the chickens. Another plague is brewing now with uh, some kind of childhood hepatitis where people are, children are needing transplants, uh, liver transplants. God have mercy. And uh, Lord, we pray that you would comfort the people as only you can, draw them to yourself for salvation for tribulation and trouble like that has a way of moving us towards you and moving lost people towards you. Uh, sad to say, Lord, uh, uh, the church is so anemic, it, 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 generally speaking, that it does not even have the energy and the mind and the strength to take advantage of this situation and, and bring the sheep in. But, Lord, you know all about it, and we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that um, you would uh, be with the millions, comfort the millions, even with the war and the rumors of wars. And we pray for the family and friends, specifically, of New York musician Keith Grayson, We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Amber Leal. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Deborah Lee Flores. And we pray for the family and friends of Texas pharmacy worker Susan Kelly Hendrick. And we pray for the family and friends of Michigan sales worker Joe Holton Jr. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And Holy Father God, we pray for the prayer requests that have come in, but we uh, dare not forget the thousands of folks that we have prayed for in the past by name and for their requests. And we praise you and we thank you for the strength to do that the mind and the grace to be faithful at it for years. And we praise you and thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer. And we thank you, Lord, for uh, the people that have gotten saved as well. And we pray now for uh, salvation and spiritual family and life. Financial, material, protection, and provision blessings upon all of these people that we've prayed for in the past, here and answer their prayers, and here and answer our prayers for them. And now, Lord, we pray for uh, a few uh, new prayer requests today. We pray for Naeem. Please bless him with all of the Urdu Bibles he needs so he can continue Ending the gospel hunger in Pakistan. We pray for Don. Please bless his health, finances, and relationships. Strengthen his prayer life and his relationship with you. Guide him through the confusion of life, the vicissitudes of life, the tribulations of life. Keep him out of the world's snares 
and give him direction, stability, and a well-balanced Christian lifestyle so he can have a good, godly public testimony and point saved and unsaved people to you. We pray for Kaijo. Please heal her grandson from diabetes and heal thousands of folks who have diabetes and heal her eyes and give her perfect sight. Help her to fight against false doctrine and save the and get and see the say and see the false teachers saved and their victims. We pray, Holy Father God, for all of the people who have gotten saved through hearing the, the preaching of your holy gospel through this pulpit. And Lord, we pray that you'll help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Gopa, Joy, Lisa, Lena, and Tenzin. We also pray, Lord, for the thousands who have gotten saved down through the years and help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you as well. We pray that uh, you will help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Neo, No Sifiso, Jones, Stella, and Martha. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world. These are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world. That means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be 
saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven. I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on, I am the door, Jesus Christ said, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.